Scott for Scott's here. Do you hear that? Bring the mic in close. That's not how the grass should sound. There's weeds everywhere on this lawn. It's time to take action with Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action. It gets three jobs done at once, kills weeds, prevents crabgrass, and feeds your lawn so it keeps growing strong. Ah, much better. Get a bag of Scott's Triple Action today. It's guaranteed, or your money back. Feed your lawn. Feed it. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps and is also part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. Thank you so much, Dylan and Kyle, for having me on board that. Really appreciate it. And, of course, DraftKings and apparently Raycon is going to be joining the Hockey Podcast Network as well. So, pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, yep, so, always great news. Uh, the Super Bowl set. It's 100% what I didn't want, and I don't know, I guess I'm not all that surprised. The bleeping Chiefs and the bleeping Eagles, Super Bowl 57. Oh, what? Come on! Yes, it's this, it's that. It's a great matchup. It's this, it's that. It's the top seed versus the top seed. It's this behemoth versus that behemoth, and it's one other topic people are are getting into. But if you want to talk politics, listen to the Freedom of Thought podcast if you really want my political opinion, but maybe you don't. So let's just stick to sports here, if humanly possible, because since other networks refuse to do that, um, yes, Chiefs and and <laughs> Bengals, right? Yeah, no, that was the conference championship. Chiefs and Eagles, yay. Uh, <laughs> well, the one one angle that's sports-related, not political, thank you very much. Andy Reid will be coaching against his former team that he coached for 14 years in Philadelphia. So that's kind of cool, I guess, but that's a about it. I couldn't care less about any of the other stuff. I just, sorry, let's just, you know, and I don't want either team to win a championship, but well, one of them will. Yay. Uh, other than that, though, <clears throat> in the first segment, we're going to talk a little bit more about defensive coordinator because the Vikings have not uh, hired anybody yet. They've made interviews all over. Uh, one guy that never even got a chance to interview, apparently, this this happened about, uh, you know, X amount of hours ago. Vic Fangio is now going to be the highest paid coordinator in the NFL. He's joining the Miami Dolphins. So that's where Flores apparently came from, who has been working for the Steelers this past year. Uh, Flores is probably the top candidate for Minnesota. Completed an interview, but nothing has been announced yet. Um, Nielsen, not the Nielsen uh, ratings or anything, but Nielsen was one of the big candidates. He is going to the... Uh, Atlanta Falcons, so woohoo! He's going to be defensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, Nielsen coming from uh, Allen's uh, squad there in the um, uh, New Orleans Saints. So it's it is what it is. It's just you know, I mean, we're guys are kind of coming, guys are going, this and that. I don't know why this is locked in on me. Purple PTSD is one of the articles talking about where guys are kind of coming and going, and apparently this thing is just stuck in place. I don't know why that is. Um, but yes, uh, Flores still most likely the uh, top candidate. We'll see if that changes, if he accepts a job somewhere else. Uh, Mike Pettin is, is the uh, inside one right there. 
He's uh, you know, he's he's a he's a possibility, but things didn't go so well for the Green Bay Packers and him, just like uh, Ed, Ed O'Donnell. So I'm not too excited about that at all. Uh, Donatel, Ed O'Donnell, Ed Donatel, O'Connell, O'Donnell. Yeah, sorry. Sean uh, Desai is another possibility. Ryan Nielsen, Mike Pedden. Those are kind of the four guys, the four main candidates at the moment. So yes, uh, we'll have to wait and see how things turn out. <clears throat> With that, my my uh, money is on Brian Flores, uh, and of course, again, he'd be a much more aggressive uh, defensive coordinator. This is obviously going to be a super short segment because there's not a whole lot really to get to. That's the main topic right now in the offseason is the new defensive coordinator, and we're going to get somebody basically who's more aggressive rather than just kind of waiting waiting for the uh, other team to kick our butts, basically, is what we're going on in the Ed Donatel era for the Minnesota Vikings defense. Um yeah, just, oh, we're preventing chunk plays. Yeah, while well, giving up chunk plays. That makes perfect sense. It's perfect sense, right? It's absolutely, yeah. Um, but, unfortunately, we're still stuck waiting. Steve Wilkes is another name that was brought up a few days back. So, uh, well, it is what it is. So, that's basically the story here. Very, very, very short first segment. We're just, I almost thought I'd just jump into the Super Bowl. Now, I'll keep this a two-segment show. In fact, that's what I'm going to go to. The Super Bowl and play, playoffs, basically, conference finals, conversation. We'll go to the, uh, we'll do the NFC first because it was awful. And it was before the AFC. Of course, Championship Sunday review. Philadelphia 31-7. to Brock Purdy basically was hit in the arm as he was releasing the ball very, very early in the game and was never the same. Um, that's just a harsh, stupid, sad reality of how things turned out with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and San Francisco 49ers. 49ers beating the NFC Championship again. Somebody named Josh Johnson, uh, Josh Johnson literally fourth-string quarterback considering the 49ers situation. I want to look at Josh Johnson real quick. Apparently he was a fifth-round pick by the Tampa Bay Bucks back in 2008. Uh, he's 30, gosh, he's ancient. Yep, 30, uh, 36 years old. 36 years old. He'd had a couple moments here and there, but only played in 36 total games, 2,280 yards, 13 touchdowns, 16 INT. So again, not much of a history. You know, I mean, he was a number two quarterback and became like a three, a four, and all that with Baltimore and the New York Jets, Washington Redskins at the time, yes, <laughs> when Cousins was still there. Cleveland Browns, my God, he was out of the NFL for six years or was, you know, maybe not out of the NFL, but wasn't uh, playing in games. It was just kind of like maybe a third-string clipboard guy um, and all that. Tampa Bay Bucks for, th- for three years, 9, 10, and 11. So we're talking way back, the way back machine. It's like, oh, what the hell? I mean, we got to sign somebody. So we, we signed him or he's on the team now because of uh, three quarterbacks being injured over the course of the season. The Trey Lance conversation, you could say that's also... Uh, a talker for the Minnesota Vikings, but probably not going to happen. Um, I, I doubt it. I doubt the Vikings go in that direction. But the one thing is, I suppose, again, he could come in as a young backup. It's not like he's on some big, expensive rookie scale, thankfully. It's not like the old days where they'd sign guys for like $60 million before he throws a ball once, throws one pass, you know, so, or like, you know, like $10 million, $12 million, $20 million a year, anything nuts like that. Um, Kurt, Ben Kurt even threw the ball, so almost like a world record for the uh, 49ers. They've had five quarterbacks now on the roster during the course of the season. Um, 2013 was a weird year like that for the Vikings. This club went to the NFC Championship game and maybe could have gone to the Super Bowl, but something about going into Philadelphia in the NFC Championship game, just it just reeked of like, uh, it's not going to work out, is it? And uh, Philadelphia is a chippy team. I'm not a fan at all. And San Diego, or 
excuse me, Kansas City is a chippy team. I'm not a fan at all. I might have a little rant about a certain tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs making a freaking fool of himself at the end of the game. I, ugh, God, I already didn't like him. I was getting sick of him already, but like tired of his act. Now I'm really tired of his act. Um, Philadelphia Eagles, 31-7. to It's almost like, what more is there to say? It's like almost like an unreliable game. It was like a preseason game almost. Like, okay, once the 49ers, uh, once Brock Purdy got hurt, that was kind of all she wrote. He ended up throwing four passes. He came back because Jeff Johnson got hurt. He got hit in the arm as well and looked like he might have had possible a possible concussion. But it, it just, again, it shows. Philadelphia's a chippy team. I don't think they're necessarily intending to injure, but they're sure as heck not trying to be, trying not to injure players either, if you know what I mean. Um, and I know it's the NFL and guys are going to get hit and bad things are going to happen. And, you know, Favre broke his thumb, you know, hitting somebody's helmet, throwing a ball years ago. And guys get hurt all the time and you could go on all day. It's just part of the game. You know, like ankle injury for, uh, um, you know, the, the, oh, he's the Michael Jordan of the NFL because he played through it and he got the win. Okay, thank you. That guy on Kansas City. Um, okay. Anyhow, but um, San Francisco was pretty much dead and gone. They were done and dusted. I mean, you're down by 10 points. You're down by 14 points. You're down by 21 points, whatever the hell the score is. And you're still having to run the ball because you can't throw it. Johnson is just a mediocre, you know, third string, fourth string, 16th string quarterback at this stage of his career at 36 years of age. And I'm sorry, it just is what it is. Brock Purdy was a wonderful story, but it's kind of like Rookie of the Year in a lot of ways, where the young boy, uh, unfortunately, he got when he got hit in the arm or he fell, landed on his shoulder bad, uh, that magical uh, <laughs> hard tendon that made him like a phenom- uh, like a uh, 12-year-old phenom for the Chicago Cubs, suddenly that tendon went back to normal and he couldn't throw anymore. And it's almost, almost like that's what happened, but I'm sure Brock Purdy's going to come back next year and be better. But for that particular game, it was like Rookie of the Year. That's how it ended. Unfortunately, there was no happy ending. Um, San Francisco tried to get cute with certain plays and such, but it just wasn't going to happen against Philadelphia. The whole it, It's the other side of Tecmo football where you keep trying to run the ball and then there's the eight men in the box and it's just, there's nothing you can do. You're just dead. It's basically kind of like this sound if I still have it. Two yards in a cloud of dust, or minus two yards in a cloud of dust, minus four yards in a cloud of dust. I mean, they just got run over by a freight train after that because it's too predictable. God, the guy can't throw anymore. Brock Purdy, when he came in after Johnson got hurt, similarly, but again, what looked like a concussion as well. Um, whatever. It was it was really a, a sad story. Um, the urgency really wasn't there anymore, and it's because they, they kind of knew. They kind of knew they're dead. Um you have a great running game and all that, but when all you can really do is run the ball and attempt four passes, <laughs> I think Purdy attempted like, yeah, it was like a, a stretch where it was like nine runs and one pass. It's like, what, what the hell can you do? What the, hell, what the hell can you do? It's fucking awful. 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 In every possible way. Awful. Terrible. Depressing. I. That's pretty much how I felt. And... It's just, it's a shame. I really wanted San Francisco, but going into Philadelphia just reeks of, like, bad news. Um, this probably might end up being a short episode because, <laughs> again, there's always plenty to say, and you'll get some fan interaction. This isn't going to be a huge show. It's just two games, and, again, the San Francisco game was just a total dud. It was just a total dud. They, they, once, once, they, once the injury happened, 
it was never the same again. Um, Jalen Hurts, obviously, plenty of talent and all that. But the San Francisco defense kind of contained him enough that it's not like he kicked their butts or anything. But the tackling was Minnesota Vikings, Ed Donatel era like. Um, that's the whole ironic part about the whole thing. As San Francisco had to run the ball, Philadelphia did run the ball. And you know, they didn't put up spectacular numbers because San Francisco's got the best run defense in all football. And they do. Yet they still gave up four touchdowns in the game. Four. Two by Miles Sanders. Again, 3.8 yards uh, per carry, 42 yards. Jalen Hurts, 3.5. but 39 total yards, but still all-time leader, basically, in uh, touchdowns in a season for a quarterback. 15, right? So, spectacular. Boston Scott also adding a touchdown. I'm not a fan of the Eagles. Don't like them. Ugh, yuck. Their fan base is the worst, but I don't know. I mean, it it is kind of a suffering fan base when you think about the Philadelphia uh, Phillies and all that. They've won two World Series in like 120, 130 years. So I can kind of feel that. Philadelphia Flyers have been to the Stanley Cup Finals like 15 times and have two cups to show for it. And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. That's pretty much their success rate. They get to the finals many times, or they, they used to anyway, the Philadelphia Flyers in hockey. But they've only got two cups to show for it. Um, and those were 45, 50 years ago in the, in the mid-70s. So it's a long time. So <laughs> that's pretty much the case there. Philadelphia 76ers, they won a few so to speak. They've had they've had some success, but that was way the heck back in the day. This is the 40-year anniversary of the uh, world champion Philadelphia 76ers, Dr. J, Moses Malone. Um, it was a great team where Moses Malone said when they go in the playoffs, it's going to be foe, foe, foe. Like they're going to sweep everybody in four games. Um, but, well, it ended up being 4-5-4. Four, four, four. They lost uh, one game in the middle there. I think it was a conference championship round. Um, Dominican Sue going back to the Super Bowl. I, I forgot that he went to Philadelphia. That's where he wound up. So, good choice, I guess. We could have used your help in Dominican Sue. Uh, Marcus Epps, former Minnesota Vikings prospect, kind of laid around uh, safety out of Wyoming. I think the Vikings could have used his help. He looked awesome with Wyoming. And we just kind of gave up on him. Like, ah, who cares? Hell with it. You know, we, we needed this extra player in a different position. I can't remember who the Vikings signed. I'll never forget Judd Zalgad. Yeah, we let go of Marcus Apps. Who cares? That's literally what he said. And I remember getting a tightness in my throat. Like, uh, he's not a great player, but he's good. He's good. I think we could have used his help this year in the secondary. Ah, uh, who am I fooling? <laughs> with that, with that, with the scheme. But uh, yeah, but still, a younger guy that's faster, considering certain other players that play the same position were not fast, and certain linebackers were terrible most of the year. With a, a couple of uh, exceptions, a couple of solid games thrown in. But Philadelphia has got it all. Um, Philadelphia has it all. They have receivers that are competent and good. Devonta Smith, H.A. Brown, guys like that. Uh, really good running game. A very dangerous quarterback, throwing and, and running. Physical guy. Uh, very, very young. And then the rookie, rookie scale. That helps quite a bit. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is not on the rookie scale, but they're still managing to keep everything together. And, um, well, they're in the conference championship round every year. I believe it's five years in a row. Or is it four? Pardon me. And it's been great. It is five. Yeah, they lost in 18 to the Patriots. They defeated the Bills in... Was it the Bills? I think it was. Um, no, yeah, yeah, they won in, in 19. And then... Um, uh, it wasn't the Bills. I'm, I'm blagging. I apologize. Well, they got to the Super Bowl in 19. They beat the 49ers. Pissed me off. Yep. <laughs> then they beat the, uh, excuse me, yeah, then they lost to the uh, the Bucks in 2020. That's when they beat the Bills. They lost to the Bucks 
in the Super Bowl. And then last year, they, they lost to Cincinnati in the conference. And this year, they beat Cincinnati in the conference. So Cincinnati, back-to-back conference final games. Conference championship. Championship Sunday with a better record this year. Cincinnati, here's my statement on Cincinnati. <laughs> this might be obvious to some and maybe a little bit going on in a limb for others considering what what you think of Cincinnati. Cincinnati will win a Super Bowl. Their drought will end. It will end. It could be as soon as next year. But within the next two to three years, Cincinnati will end their drought. They'll win their first Super Bowl championship and probably before us. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Buffalo, I don't know if it's ever going to end. They're, you know, incredible success over the years. Obviously, they had some downtime by, um, Actually, it was quite a while, but when they're good, they're really good and all that. Obviously, they had a phenomenal run in the 90s and such, but I don't know. They're kind of like us in a lot of ways. Like, the 90s was their 70s, the Buffalo Bills, uh, was our 70s in a lot of ways. So, um, and now kind of off and on, hoping for the best, but it's it's too bad. It's, it's a damn shame what's happening there with the Buffalo Bills, with all the talent, and we'll see. Maybe, maybe next year is their year, but I doubt it. Um, Kansas City, though, gets there. Again, a huge shame with San Francisco. They've lost a lot of big games. They've gotten far. They've been successful, but no big one. They haven't won it all since 94. Philadelphia won it just in 2017, much to our chagrin. Kind of similar to the Vikings in the NFC Championship game. Uh, knocking the ball away. Kind of chippy team. Different players, but the same chippy style that uh, that we that we saw back in 17. Completely different team, different coach, different this, different that. Uh, it's kind of funny. But again, a similar kind of chippy style. Uh, you could definitely argue a more talented quarterback and obviously more dangerous in terms of his not only being able to run, but being able to power through as well because he's a very large, powerful guy. He makes people hurt. So it's a good last name for Jalen Hurts. So extreme frustration, but similar chippiness, kind of the way they come at the quarterback and all that and force him into mistakes and, again, unfortunately injure the quarterback on releasing the ball twice in the game. <laughs> which did not help. Uh, Case Keenum just couldn't handle it at all. Uh, he couldn't handle the pass rush coming his way back in 17. Great first drive, and then after that, pooey. San Francisco looked promising early, and after that, pooey. So, it's just a damn shame. It's an absolute damn shame seeing the 49ers lose again. But maybe next year's their year. I don't know. Or Philadelphia might be like one of the like Seattle Seahawks type of team. Or maybe that is exactly what they're going to be where they'll be dangerous for a few years and then eventually fade away. They'll get one championship out of it, maybe two, and then, you know, they'll fade away just like the Seahawks eventually did. Good frickin' riddance. Uh, yeah, I just saw a sign. I, ugh, jerks. <laughs> but then again, they should never have said Burrowhead. Whoever said it shouldn't have said it. It didn't help the situation. But the attitude of certain players drove me nuts after the game. I think you know who it is. Let's get to it now. This is our feature presentation right here. And now, our feature presentation. Was it a great game? Yes. Um, what I didn't like, obviously, and a lot of people didn't like, is how the officiating seemed to change late in the game. It, all of the conspiracy theorists uh, about the NFL being fixed basically got all the ammunition they could need, they could need late in the game. Oh, we got to get those Chiefs in the Super Bowl. It's got to happen because of this political reason and that uh, financial reason. It's multiple things. Um... Obviously. Um, I don't think it would have hurt the NFL having Cincinnati in the Super Bowl, but maybe they looked at it that way, and certain powers that be may have saw it that way. I don't know. I'm not impressed by the, by uh, any of it, uh, honestly. I'm not impressed by all the all the cockiness of the Chiefs and all that. I mean, every time they do anything, they make 
the biggest reaction ever. So stuff like that drives me nuts. Again, I'm going to continue to say Cincinnati will win a Super Bowl someday. But unfortunately, this isn't the year. 23-20, to the Kansas City Chiefs defeat Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game in a very back-and-forth battle. Joe Burrow did not have his best day. And that led my friend Paul, who unfortunately doesn't watch football as much as he should, didn't, you know, thought, oh, that Cincinnati quarterback's not that good. It's like, well, you'll, be, you'll be saying something different in a not-too-distant future here. Um, luckily for Cincinnati, it's only Burrow's third year, so... Still, something very magical could happen coming up soon. I guess they just can't go to back-to-back Super Bowls against the same team on the road. Last year was a miracle run. This year was uh, you know, a better team. But unfortunately, Kansas City was better this year than last year, could definitely argue. Um, I had a crappy feeling the Chiefs were going to get to the Super Bowl this year. I could kind of sense it like midway through the season. Like, uh, they're going to go back, aren't they? I hate this. And maybe even yucky, stinky Philadelphia will get back as well with a completely different group of players. Um, Kansas City kind of just reloaded a bit. Obviously, Tyreek Hill gone. Old P signed himself. I got to I gotta taunt you on every single play I make and not get a flag because I'm too cool. <clears throat> but an overall extremely uh, frustrating finish to the game where they got much more ticky-tack, much more chippy late in the game. And unfortunate circumstances helped lead the Kansas City Chiefs into field goal range that ended up leading them to victory. Uh, the referees in the game, I thought were fine for maybe two and a half quarters, three quarters, and then the stuff started to really kind of change where they got much chippier. Ugh, I hate that guy now, and uh, so obnoxious. I think you know who I'm talking about. The other guy in the State Farm commercials and uh, Hy-Vee, com- no, the, the Hy-Vee commercial, the other one. There's Patrick Mahomes. I'm not a, I'm not a... I'm not a huge fan of his either anymore. Uh, and he, he doesn't bug me nearly as much as the tight end, though, of the Chiefs. I don't even want to say his name right now. I'm sick of him. <laughs> he is annoying. Um, Cincinnati, though, again, it's the kind of team with a lot of with a lot of players in the right position. Obviously, the offensive line protection wasn't where it needed to be, unfortunately. Cincinnati's, in a lot of ways, dare I say, kind of like the Vikings in a sense, in terms of how they've struggled, how the Vikings struggled for years with the offensive line. And once that gets better, you know, we have a chance to do something. Uh, Vikings are a very poor man's version, though, in a lot of ways, because Kirk Cousins is not Joe Burrow. Uh, he's, just, he's, he's not, obviously. He doesn't take the chances when he needs to in the big moments. And, of course, doesn't have the mobility of Joe Burrow, who obviously has some. He's not, like, super mobile, but he has some. Um, he's not Josh Allen. He's not Josh Allen, and he's not Jalen Hurts. He's not either one. You know? So Or Patrick Mahomes when he's not injured which is every couple of seconds, is some kind of thing. It's a toe injury, it's an ankle injury, it's a knee injury, it's a hangnail, it's, uh, sorry, what was that? I missed. I tried to set something down and missed. <laughs> That's kind of, unfortunately, Joe Burrow. A little bit off yesterday. Not the greatest game of his life. The Chiefs pass rush a lot more dangerous than ever, um, unfortunately. And, I don't know, they've kind of forced him into a couple of mistakes. They had a great game plan to the Chiefs, and they're able to barely overcome Cincinnati. The Bengals easily, easily could have won this football game. Unfortunately, that final attempt that they could have had, that final drive, was completely stalled to a point of, like, disgusting. And then a good kick return by the Kansas City returner. Um, I believe that was uh, Paccio, wasn't it? No, that wasn't Paccio. That was Sky Moore. Yeah, not Paccio. I don't think. Yeah, I, I can't remember which one. It's one of the two. It doesn't really matter, but a huge return. Sky Moore. Yep, there was more. Huge return that put the Chiefs in position to be pretty close to field goal range. And the next thing you know, 
you get the push from behind. But obviously, the play, uh, the, the the what was going on right before that play helped lead to that happening. Unfortunately, because the guy was pushed as well from behind, blocked from behind, that did not help the situation. But it unfortunately did come up as a push from behind on the uh, Bengals linebacker there, and a heartbreaking moment for him. Obviously, he was. Very, very heartbroken on the bench for quite a long time and needed to be consoled by teammates and coaches for a very extended period of time because that put the Chiefs right there in the golden land of field goal range. Harrison Buckner was able to make it from 45 yards with no problem, unfortunately. And then the celebration began, which made me mad. Uh, Chris Jones, a couple of sacks in the game. He's had a great career. Frank Clark, uh, sack and a half. George Carroll. Carl Leftis, of course, also was able to add a sack in the game. Cincinnati didn't get enough pass rush on uh, Patrick Mahomes, I thought, but the defense was good for Cincinnati. Very good, but I don't know. Sometimes the stops that they needed the most just didn't seem to happen uh, down the stretch. Cincinnati easily could have won this football game, but unfortunately, again, some tough calls and some mistakes late in the game as well. Uh, just kind of, and of course, again, the offense sputtering the, the level to the level of it as it did. Again, Cincinnati had some quote unquote favorable calls, though, but at the same time, they were legitimate penalties on the Chiefs for the most part. Maybe you might say there were some ticky tack calls here and there, but I thought later on the ticky tack calls were on Cincinnati late in the game. The Eli Apple pass interference seemed a little on the ticky tack side to me. Maybe I'm biased, but I don't know. That was a little ticky-tack. Eli Apple is not the best cornerback in the NFL. I think everybody knows that. He's pretty much as mediocre as it gets. Unfortunately, uh, very highly touted coming in the draft. I wanted him. Uh, and then after that, as he's been on how many different teams now? So that tells you it's not that he's not that great. You know, somebody else takes a chance. Okay, let's see, how, let's see if uh, he'll, he'll help us out. He's okay, but he's just okay, unfortunately. And um, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes toughed it out, good for him, but I would not be surprised if the Eagles win the Super Bowl at all, not surprised one bit, uh, the Chiefs absolutely can get it done, but I'm going to say something, I'm going to say something, as long as, okay, as long as I'm watching think football, Travis Kelsey is a jackass, yeah, he is, I, ugh, he over-celebrates every time he does anything right, he drives me nuts, and then, you know, and, and I, I already didn't like him, that much. I kind of liked him for a little while and then it's like, okay, this guy's really annoying and obnoxious. And then and then you have his his just disgusting like uh, <laughs> disgusting behavior late in the game. Maybe not disgusting, but disgusting in, in a sense of like it makes you want to throw up. Like, be quiet, dude. You're too much. Dare I try to <laughs> get that out. This beautiful trophy! some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You gotta fight for your right to What a jackass. <laughs> what an absolute jackass. I'm sorry. If you think that's cool, we're not gonna agree. We're not gonna agree. What an absolute jackass. Uh, he sounded like the drunkest, most stupid person ever. And he wasn't drunk at all. It was the, just the end of the football game, unless he was drinking on the sidelines. So I'm sorry. Uh, have a little class, dude. A little tiny bit of class. Like, who cares? Who cares if the mayor said Burrowhead? Maybe he's just having fun. So I don't know. <laughs> I, 
Ah, I'm done. Travis Kelsey, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. You won the game by like the skin of your teeth. You won the game by the skin of your teeth and got some very, very favorable calls late in the game. Don't act like you just destroyed the Cincinnati Bengals 31-7 to like Philadelphia did to the uh, San Francisco 49ers. And even that was cheap because of the injuries to the quarterbacks. They didn't act like that. I don't like the Eagles. I can't stand them. But they did not act like that. So with that said, go Eagles. Hell with that. Uh, anytime players start acting like that, like uh, who, who was the player on... Uh, Seattle that acted like a total jackass when they beat the the uh, Green Bay Packers by the skin of their teeth. I can't even remember the guy's name. I forgot on purpose because I couldn't stand it. The guy, no class at all. Just acted like a total moron. So right there, I think Travis Kelsey just took the gas pipe for his team. They are going to get their asses handed to them in that Super Bowl, and I'm going to love every second of it. I hate, can't stand, bleeping bleep the Eagles, right? But for one week, I will be an Eagles fan. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. I don't give a crap. Uh, you're going to act like a childish, a childish college moron, frat boy, and think you're the coolest person in the world because you just beat a team by literally the skin of your teeth and, again, some pretty favorable calls and make that big of a scene uh, late in the game. And he did it more than once. More than once. He did it in the post-game interview where Patrick Mahomes acted a lot more classy. Give him credit. He, he was like, I just want to thank God. You know, that's all he was trying to say. Travis Kelsey has to interrupt and say, Burl had my ass. Stuff like that. So, uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, you are now my new my new least favorite player in the NFL. What an idiot. God. I, I think, yeah, I have that one too. It's only like 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just want to thank God, man. Get out of here. It's Mahomes Hey, hey, first of all, like I said, I want to thank God, man. He, he healed my body this week. What a jerk. You know, like, let the guy talk, for God's sake. Let the guy talk. What a jerk. Travis Kelsey, I hope you get your butt handed to you the entire game. I hope the Eagles crush you. Fly, Eagles, fly. Oh, fly, Eagle, fly. <laughs> it's an old Whiteheart song. For um, <laughs> It's an old Christian, Christian rock band called Whiteheart. In the 1980s, 1986, Fly, Eagle, Fly. Oh, Fly, Eagle, Fly. Yes, that's the part of the main part of the song, you could say. Yes, <laughs> please do. Fly, Eagle, Fly. I'm an Eagles fan for a week, or for, for two weeks since we got to wait during the Pro Bowl. So, yes, uh, get get the green. Yep, good good thing I wore green yesterday. I actually did, just because I was wearing a shirt. That's about it. Not because, And I don't have a red shirt. I need something. I'm kind of poor like, right now. I need to build up some... Build up a couple more shirts. I, I do have a red one, but it's, yeah, it's dirty. So it's nothing clean. Kind of like Terminator 1, remember? Remember that part? So, yes. And, I, and I'm not just, just cheering for the Eagles. That's not just my bias because of Travis Kelsey acting like a first-class moron after the game. I'm sorry. If you thought that was cool, we are not going to agree. <laughs> I've said that about 50 times. The Philadelphia Eagles will win the Super Bowl. Not just because of my biased behavior, Mike, and I am biased right now because of stupid people being stupid. I am biased, but Philadelphia is going to win the game, though. I mean, you saw what they've done throughout the season. They have killed everybody in their path, with the exception of a couple of tough moments here and there when they didn't have their main quarterback on the field because of injury. That's the main reason they lost a couple of games this year. And then, like, they had, like, one down game. I don't like Jalen Hurts, partially because of the jersey he wears. That's about it. That's the main reason I don't. Otherwise, good player. And at least he didn't act like a total jackass after the game. He didn't. Um, 
the Eagles, generally speaking, are jackasses, and their fans are much larger. Their fans are basically Travis Kelsey on, you know, they're basically Travis Kelsey types. Um, but I don't know. Again, you beat the team by that much and act like you just stomped them in the crown. I, I can't get over that. I'm sorry. I need to calm down. It really rubbed me the wrong way. It's one thing you win the game. It's another when you act like a jerk. An absolute jerk. So, screw Travis Kelsey. Um, go the other one. <laughs> go the brother of Kelsey. I don't know, he's not as exciting of a player, in a sense, because of the position he plays. So, But I don't care. Philadelphia Eagles will win the Super Bowl. Uh, Philadelphia, it's a minus one right now. So when you talk about DraftKings, which I probably should get to right about here, uh, that's the one problem about doing like a, kind of a one-segment run here. So I apologize. Um, and the also unfortunate fact of uh, the, the new script isn't out, and this is pre-conference game, but basically you can say the Super Bowl is coming up, but also a combination of NBA, NHL, this and that. So I'm kind of improvising along the way, but I'll just, you know, I guess I'll kind of reread it. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big in the playoffs, including in the Super Bowl now. With DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer. You can feel the conference championship and Super Bowl thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot on an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. So, of course, again, really appreciated the... Uh, well, so now when you're going to talk about one of the games, it's the Super Bowl. And I do say bet on the Eagles. Yes, I will say bet on the Eagles. Again, not just because of my bias, but I do think they will win the game. I think they're the better team. I, I think they're the better team. And they probably beat Cincinnati, too, unfortunately. I wouldn't like it, but... If I'm going to talk about one of the games, it has to be the Super Bowl. And if Philadelphia is just a minus two, I say bet Philadelphia the money, the cover. They will win the football game by at least seven. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. <laughs> New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and the Super Bowl and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So I hope DraftKings is okay with me doing that because of the uh, the circumstances of um, there's no new script yet for football. So it kind of is what it is, in a sense. Um, it kind of happened last week, too, just because, I mean, I released these shows after the games, not before. Uh, so that's the unfortunate thing. I don't do previews. I'm going to check and make sure maybe there isn't a, a new one sitting there. I don't think so. I just want to make sure. Okay. There is a new one. Okay, there is a new one. I'm going to read it right now. Oh, Lord, I apologize. The, so we'll count this one instead. The stage is set, and we're counting down to the battle in Arizona. There's no better way to get ready for NFL action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot on an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your Super Bowl 57 winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. And again, I've enjoyed using the app. Unfortunately, I didn't win with Cincinnati, but I almost did. <laughs> but yep, I just talked about the matchup. I'm definitely going with the, uh, and the app. I talked about the lines and the odds, player I like. Well, I don't really like anybody because I hate the Eagles and the Chiefs, but uh, Jalen Hurts is going to put up numbers against this Chiefs defense. I'm sure he is. He's too mobile and he's powerful. He's got a good arm. Um, again, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are the more complete team than the Chiefs, and they will win. And Travis Kelsey will not be 
making a complete jerk of himself. At least I hope not after the game. We'll find out. Maybe he still will. Um, we'll find out. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. That figures. Poor Cincinnati, man. That's mean. <laughs> see, see show notes for details. I wonder why. But I wonder. Uh, it seems like maybe that's the refs, right? It's void in San Francisco, too. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I had to say that. <laughs> that is kind of funny. But, yeah, it's void in Ohio for some strange reason. But uh, who am I to judge, right? I can't say a whole lot. So I better get this out. Uh, I'm glad I was able to read that. So apologize. A little bit of a show, uh, what do they call that? show meeting on air. I had to meet with myself here saying, wait a minute, you're not reading, uh, there, there is a new script. So, apologize to DraftKings and to your listeners as well. So, but hey, you got two ads out there. So, you got two ads out there. I'll only count the one, of course, because that's how it's going to have to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the one that actually really does count. So, um, the Eagles will win the football game. Again, I think they're a more complete team. Their defense is just unbelievable. Um, they have one of the best rush defenses in the NFL. Kansas City, I think, is a, a more beatable club than the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a great matchup. It is. It's a great matchup, and everybody's going to appreciate it in a lot of ways in that sense. But I don't know. I would have taken Cincinnati, San Francisco any day of the week. But, again, my, my money's on the Philadelphia Eagles. I can see a final score. I mean... I don't think they're going to crush the Chiefs, but I think they'll win by at least seven, which, again, will cover the money line. And the Philadelphia Eagles are world champions again, unfortunately, and uh, will cover the, the money and the uh, the win at the end of the day. Final score, I think it's going to be something like 31-24, the Philadelphia Eagles win. Maybe it's going to be higher, like 38-31, to 31, 30, something like that. But I think the Eagles win by an actual touchdown or more in the game, a touchdown or more, which again, they'll cover and win the game. That's what you need to know. As for parlays and such and players, wouldn't be surprised if Hurts throws at least two touchdowns and rushes for two. It's going to be something like that for Jalen Hurts. Two two passing and two rushing. I think Hurts is going to be a part of, uh, you know, four touchdowns in the game. So there's a major same game parlay, you can say, if you really want to go for that. Um, that's what I would do going through. That's what, that's what I'll do going through this. But Obviously, it's all, it's your money. It's your bet. Maybe you think uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw three touchdowns. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Or four. Who knows? But I don't see that happening against this Eagles defense. 30. Okay, let's go somewhere in the middle. Some, <laughs> 34 to 27. Eagles win by a touchdown. Eagles win by a touchdown. 35 to 28. 35 to 28. That makes more sense. Eagles win. Eagles win. Chiefs or Bengals don't matter. Yes, that's pretty cocky. But yes. They're, it's Eagles fans, what do you expect? They're jerks, and uh, so are, so is Travis Kelsey. He's a jerk, too. So, with that said, um, Eagles win the football game. We'll take a quick break and get to fan interaction. quick call in um i was pretty distraught after the giants game in fact i shut it off that first drive of the 
second half where Daniel Jones looked like Joe Montana taking the team right down the field, and I just had had enough of watching that defense, and that was that. Um, kind of upset the way the season ended, but really, you know, a week later you're looking at the looking at the games, and you know we're not we're not in the 49ers or Eagles category. Um, we're not any of the AFC teams. We're not in Bengals or Chiefs. I mean, there there's no way. I don't think this team with that defense could have, could have done much. But um, anyway, you got to look back at it. Thirteen and four, thirteen and five, I guess, with the playoff loss. I mean, hey, that's a pretty good season. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins got to hand it to him. I think I don't know. Dare I say he's been living up to the to the contracts, and he's not the highest paid quarterback by far anymore. And uh, he's he's uh, this is probably one of his better years to me. Between him and JJ and Hawkinson, they drug that team into the playoffs. That was a to to go thirteen and five with that defense was uh, honestly pretty amazing. And it's mainly those three guys in my book anyway. But you know, KJ Osborne contributed, and I mean the running game was average at best. But it was those three guys. And uh, I don't know, that's just the way it is. I don't know if any of you guys watched the movie Moneyball uh, with Billy Bean. But um, I think that's what our uh, CEO or uh, Quasi uh, Mensa needs to watch. Because we've been, we've been an overpriced team for so long. Um, we, get, we get these players and we extend them and give them big contracts and they get old and they're slow and um, we just need to get better value for the players that we have. And we just need to get younger and faster and quicker on defense at defenses. I don't even know if it's Ed Donatel or if some of our guys are just getting so old and slow uh, and trying to run that new scheme. I don't know that that, was, that helped anything. But um, I just think they need to get younger and, and start getting better value. Um, yeah, Cousins has been great, but they need to get out and draft a quarterback for the future. So we we don't get stuck in these paying some uh, free agent to come in again and just uh, demands the bank. We need to find find that value in the in the draft, and we've talked about that before. But anyway, Joey, um, thanks for doing the show, even though the Vikings are out of it. It's fun watching the divisional games, and I guess I'm kind of pulling for the Bengals since they've never won a Super Bowl. And Joe Burrow's pretty fun to watch. They're all good, but. That's kind of who I'm pulling for, I guess, and we'll, uh, I'm not saying they're going to win, but um, those four teams that are left I think are pretty good. So I, I definitely think those are the four best teams in the league. So um, it'll be fun to kind of watch that play out. So anyway, um, thanks again for doing the show. Appreciate it. Uh, Skull Purple Mafia Nation, we'll talk to you all later. Hey, greetings, Jay. Well, the new year is certainly rattling away at a pace, and the divisional weekend has come and gone. And, um, yeah, interesting. I, I kind of felt with the first game, the Eagles and the Giants, that the Giants might have had a little bit of a chance in that game. Um, considering the way they, they outplayed us the week before, I kind of felt, you know, they, they, they could cause an upset and edge out a very, very close game. Um, <laughs> how wrong was I? Um, but I suppose, you know, what it does is it puts into context how far we, as a franchise, are from being a, a legitimate contender for the big game. And to be honest, that is quite depressing. 
Anyway, th- then we moved on to KC, and the fact that Mahomes went down injured was like, no, no, because I wanted, I wanted a high-powered, entertaining game. Um, it turned into a, a bit of a scrap, um, and Mahomes has, and, and the KC have obviously found a way into the, the conference championship game. But then you look who they're up against, the Bengals. Now, when you look to the Bengals going into, into Buffalo, it was like, well, I can't see a win there. Their O-line is beaten up. The weather's rubbish. And surely the Bills are going to trample all over them. And the Bills do what the Vikings do so well in the sense that they go out there and they don't live up to expectations. So, yeah, again, the Bills miss out on going to the conference championship game. Uh, and that leaves them on the, the illustrious figure, the same as us, still own four in Super Bowls. I suppose that's something. Hopefully, maybe two or three years from now, we'll both contend for a Super Bowl and one of them will win it. And then you move on to the final game, uh, Dallas. Who's who's shocked by that? Who's shocked by Prescott yet again failing to make the championship game? I, I, I thought they had probably a better chance this time because, you know, you're going up against a third-string quarterback. Um, and how's that going to affect him? And he certainly paid better in the second half and fell away to, yet again, derail Dallas. Um, looking ahead to this weekend... I think the NFC games could be really interesting. You've got two quarterbacks who've never played in a conference championship game. How's that going to affect them? So, again, this is a game that could truly be won in the trenches. And I hope that somehow the 49ers sneak out of victory and crap on the Philadelphia Eagle fan base. That would be highly delighted with that result. And then, again, you've got the Bengals. I can't see them losing to KC, how mobile will Mahomes be? <clears throat> There's the question to look forward to. But what the divisional round highlights is the quality of mobile quarterbacks and where the future is in the game. And unfortunately, we've got Cousins, you know, who is in essence a pocket passer, and uh, that is the past. It's been quite interesting reading quite a lot of social media and people's opinions, and it really does feel as though the Viking fan base falls into two camps. Those of us who aren't particularly optimistic at the moment with where the franchise is going and those that seem to think we can roll it back and win the bloody thing next year, which I personally think is quite unrealistic. Um, Cousins is 34. I would like to think perhaps he's at his peak, his prime. Um, But how quickly is he going to deteriorate? How much have we got to pay him? I, I think as a bridge... That is the way to go with him, sign him for two more years. And hopefully we can draft somebody next year who is the future of the franchise. Um, But at the moment, I guess the pressing issue is who's going to be the new DC. Um, Lots of speculation. Personally, I would struggle to see a big name DC coming to Minnesota at the moment, because quite frankly... You look at our defence and it is a liability. It's almost like a, a poisoned chalice. How the hell do you turn that around in one off-season? I don't think you can. In fact, I don't even think that's remotely realistic. Um, looking at Vikings D, I mean, we fell off a cliff in 20 and we've been pretty shoddy ever since. I honestly don't see how you find a quick fix. You know, looking back to last year, the, the appointment of Donatel looked very sensible. Yeah, I get it, he plays a different system, but he came from the Fangio tree, 
a great defensive mind, um, came from a, a defence that was a top three in the league. And we ended up with what can only be described as uh, garbage. So I'm going to be quite intrigued with who is appointed to this position and see what they do. Again, reading social media, you've got uh, opinions that perhaps we should be trading Hunter, uh, acquiring picks, going young, going cheap, and attempting to solve the issues that way. Maybe maybe that's the way we could go. I think what it does for me is highlight the situation we're in. We're in, we're in a position where we have an offence where, we, yeah, we can contend to a degree, but we're not going to win the big, big marbles because we're not good enough. And I don't know how long that goes on. You know, you're looking at a period of time to solidify a new defence. Cousins is getting older. We've got to pay JJ. Um, and, of course, there are going to be other issues on the offence that will need to be resolved as time moves on. So I, I unless they strike gold in the draft on a quarterback in the next three or four years, I struggle to see how this team can really hit the highs that we would all love to see. And that is quite disappointing because when the hell are we going to finally pull off a Lombardi? And looking at the construction of the team at the moment, I, I, I just don't see it in the next three to five years. I hope to God I'm wrong. Right, that's it. I've said enough as always. Um, thanks, Jerry. Um, look forward to your conference round roundup and all the other news and bits and pieces that are going on. Take it easy. Skull brothers and sisters. And I thank you very much for those calls, uh, Gerald and uh, Gerald out of Nebraska and Mad Martin, Dave Martin out of Northern Scotland. Wow, that was awesome. So <laughs> uh, sh- short, huh? No, nope, not short. Those are actually really nice. Uh, there was no short uh, fan interaction just with those two alone. I'm um, about 10 minutes of call-ins right there when you combine the two together. So yeah, um, <laughs> definitely no disrespect to you guys whatsoever. You did an unbelievable job right there. That could pretty much wrap up the fan interaction in a lot of ways. But there's a couple more conversations to get to super briefly. But, um, yeah, I mean, great thoughts again. And, like, Gerald, basically, like, I I don't understand how this team even got to 13 wins with, the, with that type of defense. And, yeah, it was kind of like riding a magic carpet. And, unfortunately, the magic ran out. Um, again, I'm just kind of letting you guys talk rather than me just coming back and then re- rehashing everything you said. It's probably better that way. Um, so sometimes there's like a response uh, that it's good to have a response back and forth. But I think both of you guys uh, made some really strong, awesome points and pretty much uh, would agree with each other, I think, on most aspects in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I mean, and again, like again, talking about how like Dak Prescott, once again, not getting to the conference final. Yeah, because uh, Dallas has been, you know, since 95 since they got there. That was, they actually won the Super Bowl. That was their last hurrah winning a championship was that year, obviously, because if they haven't gotten to the conference since then. So, yeah, uh, rather than me just rehashing everything you guys said, um, you guys got had the floor and enjoyed it, and you guys can have the floor anytime you want. Just to, uh, <laughs> just to, uh, Again, reassure you. Yeah, keep keep calling again. Those are just unbelievable. So, yep, this is the conference rematch and all that stuff. Or not rematch, but conference uh, reviews and all that. Want to thank uh, Malcolm Dylan uh, Malcolm out of California, uh, Dylan Kaiser out of Vancouver, British Columbia, the Big Thing Podcast Network, and Sam Gupta out of California. 
I guess they liked it, not retweeted. But yeah, some of them retweeted as well. Yep, uh, Tene Brown out of New Zealand. Malcolm out of California. Malcolm McSween. And the Pigskin Podcast Network out of Vancouver, British Columbia. All retweeted the episode, most recent one. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Mad Martin says, fly, Eagles, fly. I was hoping straight into Delaware with Purdy going down. Uh, could be bleeping game over. And that rancid fan base goes to another Silver Bowl. Like, shit. You know, that's basically what he's saying there. And yeah, it's true. I, I agree on that. It's just depressing beyond belief. Mad Martin says, congrats on 15 years. Yeah, because on January 28th, uh, it's now 15 years of podcasting with Haladino Live and all that and leading into Purple Mafia, which was born in April uh, 2008. But yeah, I mean, it's been 15 years of podcasting and then in April 2008, Purple Mafia joins the 15-year-old club. 15-year-old podcast. Pretty crazy. Tanae Brown actually said, uh, yep, TikTok is the worst in my opinion. Yep, because there's another rant I had here. I was saying Snapchat has to be the stupidest social media ever created, and that's saying a lot. People literally spend hours making themselves look like complete idiots. And yeah, I do feel that way in a lot of ways. It's literally, like you're just on there, oh, now I look like a rabbit. Oh, now my face looks like some stupid cartoon, you know, look. Oh, now my eyes are big. Oh, now I have no eyes. Now now my eyes are small. Now my eyes are big. Now I have hands. Now I have big hands. Now I have no hands. Now I have freckles on my face. Stop. Put it away. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I can't believe it. So that was my rant there. It was because of the commercial. Like, how can you even advertise that junk? Um, today, Brown, I cannot believe how many people do that, too. And they think it's cool, and that's it's not interesting at all to me. Uh, Tony Brown says, TikTok is the worst, in my opinion, and I don't disagree with that either. At least Snapchat is mostly just peer-to-peer. TikTok has bred far too many idiots. Yeah, TikTok is awful. Uh, so I'm glad to hear that from Tanae out of New Zealand there. That, uh, yep, a few years younger than me. Yep, but I mean, yeah, TikTok, it's, uh, it's disgusting as well. And people constantly... Wanna, it's the Travis Kelseys of the world. Everybody wants the attention. They want the whole world to look at them and think they're the coolest person ever while they're acting like a complete moron. So, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that either. It's all just, look at me, I want attention. That's all really what it is. I was saying those two have to be the worst overall. You're right about what TikTok has truly done. It's incredible. In a bad way. I, I didn't mean to say incredible like it's good. Um, Tony Brown says... Congratulations, yep, and he had a Corona Extra, and he was uh, tweeting through Timberwolves Explosion, T- at T-Wolves EX, at Purple Mafia Show, at Brave the Wild, at Paladino Live. Congrats on 15 years podcasting, Paladino Live, that's me. Many, many hours of entertainment and unbiased analysis. One of the best to get behind the mic. Oh, man, thank you. Cheers to many more. Only had this in the fridge to celebrate, unfortunately. Haha. Yep, so you probably wanted something more, a little bit more high-end. Yep, a uh, craft beer. But um, Corona Extra is nice as well, though, as long as you're able to have a little bit of lime. And maybe you don't like the lime. I think it goes really well with it. And that's a very common thing, of course. But Corona Extra is good, especially as it gets warmer out. And uh, around here, I like to have it around, literally around May, like May the 5th, like maybe late April, May, June, July. Around that time of year, I like to have Corona Extra, but it's not. Uh, yeah, but generally, I'm more of a craft beer guy, like IPAs and stuff like that. Sierra, Sierra Nevada. Torpedo. That's a uh, Sierra Nevada celebration this time of year. It's really nice. Uh, just good flavor rather than, um, you know, lighter stuff that people drink like gallons of, which is really silly. Probably Travis Kelsey drinks a whole keg and thinks he's the coolest person ever. Going, you gotta fight for your right to board. Ah, I can't. That's, you know, I love the 1980s. It's the greatest 
era ever for music, but that is the stupidest probably song in the 80s. I mean, if, if there's any junk in the 1980s, that's it. Just drunk, frat idiots. I want nothing to do with it. So Travis Kelsey, shut up. I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> Maybe one of you guys will uh, respond to that calling in next week or, or on Twitter or something. But yeah, Travis, ugh, I don't want to even say his name anymore. Every time you see those guys on, uh, you know, commercials and such, that's the problem. It's going to get shoved down your throat forever until you just, like, turn the TV off and give up, which might happen. Something I'm definitely going to do during, uh, well, I've done that during the halftime show forever. The only reason I'd watch it is to see some of the weird stuff that happens during those those halftime shows. Like, it's almost, uh, I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into that. That's for a different time, a different show. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, there's been some weird stuff going on at halftime shows for a long time. But, I don't know. That's up to you if you want to find out about that on Freedom of Thought. Uh, if you don't, that's totally fine as well. So my apologies there. <laughs> um, otherwise, uh, oh, there should be something on Facebook. I posted a thread there. If there's nothing, I totally understand. Maybe you're bored with me and bored with uh, what's going on in the NFL these days, particularly yesterday with the frustrating calls where a lot of us didn't agree with late in the game. Again, I thought the refs were totally fine. And then as the game progressed, it got worse and worse and worse and worse. So, yeah, I mean, I can understand any uh, Bengals fan being pretty ticked off after that one. Uh, just checking to see if there's anything on the most recent episode. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. I was saying Travis Kelsey is a clown. Yes, he is. I wanted to say a hell of a lot more, and I did get to say it here. Thank God. I can't, ugh, can't stand him now. Uh, Mark Carlson saying lots of sparks in Philadelphia, but it was... All from the disassembly of the 49ers. Yep, they took him apart. Dave Vicky said, well, it's too bad. Purdy hurt his throwing arm early, but Philly really dominated that whole game. Their defense was awesome. I think they will win it all. And I was like, yep, yep, I think so too. Um, and if it's against the, yeah, and against the Chiefs, hell yes. But at the time, I was thinking still Cincinnati could be there, and it would suck to see Philadelphia beat them. And odds are they, they might have done so. Um, yep, so next week there'll probably not be a show unless there's like a huge, just some huge reason. The hiring a defensive coordinator is probably not enough to do a, a show unless it's just, unless we're all super excited. I don't know. But odds are I'm going to just take the week off and do some door dashing because <laughs> I need to build up some funds during the winter without the lawn service. I'm not a rich guy. I'm not one of those cute chicks on Instagram that's strutting around how great they are and they make, you know, $10,000 a week or something. We're happy for you. You know, I'm not one of those people, you know, that's not me. I need to make an actual living, uh, you know, the hard way. So uh, it's just an unfortunate fact that, that, that I live in and probably most of us do, you know, <laughs> I wasn't born like the hottest chick ever, you know, and making lots of money just with people looking at me. So we're happy for them. Um, we really are. Uh, um, yeah, it's kind of a rant. Sorry. I'm frustrated with a lot of that social media crap and the arrogance of the people on it, um, which is quite evident. <laughs> uh, outside of that, though, again, uh, the way to call in, quite simple, just like, uh, you know, just like, again, what Dave and uh, Gerald were able to do today, two Pearl Mafia Hall of Famers, first ballot level. <sighs> what, um, what you do is, again, you have your smart device, Every smart device on the planet has free voice recording apps either built on or you can download one if you like a certain kind or whatever, whatever the heck you want to do. Just download it and then um, basically treat it like a phone call. And then when you're done, 
Uh, obviously, you stop and then share it slash uh, email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. I would then convert it into an MP3 so I could put it in uh, Audacity, which is the software I use. For uh, You could put it in there. I turn it into MP3 thanks to zumzar.com. Zumzar. I'm giving them a free plug because they give me a free service on every show that I have a call in. So I really appreciate it. Uh, they do charge if you have really big, big files that need to be converted. And, well, that's kind of why they're there, too, for that very purpose. Maybe you have a very large file that needs to be converted. So, Zumzar with a Z. I'll recommend them. With that said, please write a positive rating on Apple Podcasts. I thought I had a new one, and it seems to have vanished. I think it was somebody who had posted a... Uh, they had put a positive rating before, and it was like an updated, newer version of it, basically. Uh, I swear I saw something there. I'm going to check around. Yep. Titan's Time, yep, that one was, I, I read that one already, which is totally fine. It was, I really appreciate it very much. I guess that's it. So, yeah, anybody, if they could write a positive rating, I'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. It means the world to me when you do. If you don't feel like it, that's, that's your choice as well. But those of you that have, God bless you and thank you so much. Uh, and anybody willing to do so as well. With that said, have a great week or two. Now it's going to be two weeks, unfortunately. Uh, if you want to watch the Pro Bowl, that's fine. I might catch pieces of it here and there for the heck of it, but I'll probably be door dashing and, again, pray for me, pray for my car. <laughs> the weather won't be as harsh and cold as it was this weekend. Um, so I was able to do some door dashing, but not that much. Obviously, again, that's like a second job on the weekend when I don't have like overtime on the Saturday or something, which I'm totally fine with. I'd almost rather do door dashing. You don't have as much you don't have to be in a stupid place stuck for eight, eight, uh, eight to eight to ten hours. That's kind of boring on a Saturday. So rather work uh, work less and make more, or make about the same amount <laughs> that kind of thing per hour. So with that said, everybody have a wonderful couple weeks here. Again, if something crazy happens, I'll do a show. But odds are I'm not doing one next week, and then I'll be back for the Super Bowl in two weeks, and we'll close it with this: Fly, Eagle, Fly. <laughs>